Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only around 13 minutes each time, but that keeps us in God's Word, and that's crucial for the strength of our faith and the strengthening of our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Help people in your life, people you know, who need to become stronger in their faith. They need to become more faithful and dedicated to God. They need to think about their soul's salvation. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day. Through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to come to the conclusion of our line of thought and study, asking the question, do all roads lead to heaven? Well, again, we've looked at it from a practical perspective, talking about if we want to get in our car and drive to some destination, we have to go in the right direction. We can't go just any old way, whatever feels good to us, whatever way we decide we want to take and expect to get to where we want to go. There is a way to get there. If we start going in the opposite direction, we're never going to get there. If we veer off from that particular, the direction that'll take us to that destination in one way or another, we're not going to get there. Well, the same is true and in an even more emphasized way when it comes to getting to heaven. Not all roads lead to heaven. It matters what we believe, what we teach, what we live by, what we practice spiritually, religiously. And don't give me that, that, that let me say this very important Greek word, baloney. <laughs> I hope you understand the irony that I've used there. That people will say, well, I'm not really religious, I'm just spiritual. That is a bunch of baloney. If you want to be truly spiritual, you're going to have to live by the Christian religion because God sent his son, God the son, the savior, the spiritual savior to this world to establish Christianity. And there's no way to be spiritual without being someone who lives by the religious teachings of Christianity not always lead to heaven. Well, we've talked about that, and we've looked at some of, some of the, again, easy to understand. I think they should be, at least, easy to understand uh, applications of this particular principle. Now, when it comes to our physical lives, we don't even think about it. We know that we have to take the right way to get to where we want to end up. When, when we're thinking about our spiritual lives, the same principle applies and is even more important to apply. If we want to get to heaven, we've got to go the way that God has laid out for us in his word. Again, I've emphasized this repeatedly through this particular line of thought and study. Jesus only laid out two pathways through life from a spiritual perspective. One is straight and narrow and leads to heaven. The other is broad and wide and leads to hell. Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14. And it, it's not enough to simply say, well, oh, I love Jesus. 
because later in that seventh chapter of Matthew, in verses 21 through 23, he said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. In other words, the person who follows God's roadmap. Because not all roads lead to heaven. And even talks about people who call him Lord and claim to have done mighty works, good works, even casting out demons in his name. And in verse 23 of Matthew chapter 7, he said, Then I will say to them, depart from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. I believe one translation actually says, you evildoers. But they believed in Jesus, they called him Lord, they claimed to have done many mighty works in his name, but they were not following him according to the will of the Father. We've got to follow the road map. That's God's word. But we talked also from a doctrinal perspective. Denominationalism means division. It is divided up. All of the people who want to be Christians into all kinds of different belief systems. Denominations teach all kinds of different doctrines. They practice different kinds of, of, of doctrines. And, and they, leave, they leave the non-Christian world in confusion. And they leave much of what would, call, what would be called in the broad-based perspective the Christian world in confusion. Because when you're teaching all these different things that contradict one another from denomination to denomination to denomination, people are left confused. What should I believe? That's misdirection. That's not following God's roadmap. And so we talked about baptism. What do the scriptures teach about baptism? The very word means a burial, immersion. Well, then all those denominations that are teaching that you can be sprinkled or poured or have some water rubbed on your forehead and still be baptized, that's absolutely false. The scriptures teach that baptism is the point at which we come into Christ. Romans 6 and verse 3, Galatians 3 and verse 27. So those churches that say, no, 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 you, you, you come into Christ just by letting him into your heart and believing in him and saying something called a sinner's prayer, which is never found in the New Testament scriptures anywhere, they're teaching false doctrine. At baptism, our sins are washed away, Acts 22 and verse 16. So again, those, those churches, those denominations that say, you don't have to be baptized to be forgiven, they're teaching error. It is at baptism that Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, and the apostle Peter said in 1 Peter 3 and verse 21, that we come into salvation in Christ. So those churches, those denominations that teach their followers that a person is saved before they're baptized, is they're teaching error. They're teaching falsehood. We've got to come to God God's way. Now, some people would say, well, you know, these are modern times, and, you know, you got to change with the times. Uh, Jude wrote in, there's only one chapter in that short letter, verse 3, he wrote, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. 
the faith, the gospel of Christ, God's word. It was when Jude wrote this almost 2,000 years ago, he said it was once for all delivered past tense to the saints. We can't change it. In fact, in Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 and 19, John the apostle wrote this, I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that were written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life from the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. I had somebody tell me one time that only applied to the book of Revelation. Well, tell me then, why is it also included in Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 2? Deuteronomy 12 and verse 32, and Proverbs chapter 30 and verses 5 and 6. If you stop and think about it, that's toward the beginning of God's word. It's right in the middle of God's word. And here we've just read it at the end of God's word. It's all through the scriptures. And those are just very direct statements along those lines. We can find the same principle taught repeatedly in other frames of reference, but the message is always the same. You don't change God's word and still think it's God's word. When you change it, that's your word now, not God's word. No one can modify Christianity and then expect to be saved by whatever that change is that he has made. We remember Jesus's prayer on the night of his betrayal, the next day he would be on the cross. In John chapter 17 and verse 21, this was part of his prayer. That they all may be one, that is all, all who would become his true followers, Christians. That they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you. That they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Now, Jesus was praying for absolute, complete unity among his followers. That's not some kind of loose agreement to disagree agreeably. He says, absolutely united, that they may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. There is no disagreement. There is no matters of opinion that differ between God the Son and God the, God the Father. And he said, that kind of unity will be powerful to help unbelievers believe in Christ, believe that he is the Savior. That unity of belief and understanding and application in what the Bible actually says, in what Christianity was really designed by God through Christ to be. No man was ever given a license to begin a new kind of church. Jesus established the church, his church, Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18. Upon this rock, I will build my church, not my denomination, not denominationalism. I will build my church and we must be true to that church to be true 
to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and through him to be true to God. We'd like to help you get to heaven. You can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click on the email link, and you can contact us that way. Or you can phone us at 402 2 I'm sorry, 402-498-8397, 402-498-8397. We'd be glad to speak with you, study with you. We'd be glad to send you a free Bible study that will guide you in God's will as to how to follow him through his son, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And when we say free, we mean free. We hope you'll contact us soon. Not all roads lead to heaven. Let us help you get on the right road. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for giving us the roadmap to heaven through your word, the Bible. Help us to stay true to that word, to walk in your path, to follow you through your teachings. We pray this, Father. Please forgive us and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.